Hi, Rav Judah here with Masechah Psachim, Perek Zayin, Mishnah Yud Gimel. Mishnah says, Two groups who are eating a Korban Pesach in one house. As we mentioned in an earlier Mishnah, you're not supposed to leave over from the Korban Pesach, but it's a reasonably sized animal. And so that could make either a very big Seder. And what happens if you don't have that many people you want to eat Seder with? You don't have a very big family or not so many friends you want to have over. You'd like something more intimate but you're not allowed to leave over. So what you do is you split the Korban Pesach with someone else. Now, that involves now you're eating in the same in the same building, really in the same room, but you'd like to have separate space. Um, I think of people who go from what I hear about like the way hotel Pesachs work, is that some people get private rooms, but some people also get like in a big room and they're each doing their own seat at the table. I've, I've never been to one of these, but the sense I get is something along these lines, where they're all sharing in a larger room, but each one's trying to have their own seder. Now, here's our problem. Our problem is that they're sharing a Korban Pesach, so they need to be in connection to one another, that they're all considered in one room, but they're trying to eat separately as a separate group. And not only are they trying to eat as separate groups, one is not allowed to eat in two groups. You have to be a member of one group and not another. So, you have two groups that want to eat in one house. So this group faces that way, and eats. This group faces away that way and eats, and they're each, again, in the same room, but they're facing different directions. Hamicham be'emsa means that there's like a hot water kettle in the middle. They used to use hot water for various things, including diluting wine. Um, so that's in the middle. So that is the signal that they're connected, as they're all sharing from a hot water pot, even though they're eating separately. Now, somewhere in there, there's going to be a waiter, potentially. That waiter is a Jew. Waiter needs to eat also. So that's the shamash. Keshamash omelimzog. Now, that waiter is going to go around, but in the course of working, also has to stop and eat his carbon Pesach. So he's got to pick one group. So let's say he's going to pick group A. So when he goes over to group B to pour wine, he shuts his mouth so that everybody should see that he's not, uh, he's not eating anything, he's not even allowed to swallow. Uh, it shouldn't look at all like he's possibly eating while he's over by group B, because he's part of group A. So don't swallow anything, don't walk with your mouth open, leave your mouth shut, it should be very, very clear, I am not eating. Magzir Panav, and while he's pouring, he actually looks back towards his first group, so it shows he's really, really a part of that group. And then, until he's done pouring wine, he goes back to his group, group A, well, he can eat. There can eat. Now, what about a bride, a kala? A, a bride, a new young woman who just got married, might feel uncomfortable eating in front of family, new in-laws, etc. So she's allowed to turn her face away and eat. She's not considered to be making herself in a separate group. She's really part of group A. She's just turning away a little bit for modesty. Even though for part of it she was eating, facing them, she feels uncomfortable, she looks away. That's not a big deal. That's not considered actually separating herself.